This podcast is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network, and it's also proud to be from Texas. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Oh boy, we are pilgrims in an unholy land. Don't say that! Never say that! Goonies never say die! <laughs> <laughs> Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first? This is the 2BT, 2BT podcast. Daddy, Dave, and Steve are awesome. Hey everybody, welcome to 2BT. I'm David. And I am Michael. Oh my goodness. Back in the saddle again. Dude, I I just got to come out and say, like, I've missed talking to you, man. (laughs) Same here, brother. It's it's ridiculous, dude. Like, a couple of weeks ago, I was actually starting to kind of, like, be like, dude, like, I got to get some Michael time or something like that. This (laughs) is starting to get just a little bit ridiculous. (laughs) But, yeah, man. You sound still pretty stopped up, man. It's been a rough haul. I talked to Paul last night for yeah same situation with him. It's like it's been two months since I even talked to him, and finally felt good enough. Finally felt good enough to like okay, I can devote some time and let's do this. And uh, so we uh we had a little chit chat last night, and then yeah, I mean uh, as bad as I sound now, I. I felt a hundred times worse in the last, I went through two and a half weeks of just pure, terrible, terrible feeling and weird symptoms. So much to the extent, and you know, this I actually went and got tested for coronavirus. Somehow yeah. came back negative, even though everything, cause you get pre-screened, even to go take the test, they pre-screen you cause they don't want to waste yeah. their time. And oh, uh, yeah. like, I checked off every box. She was asking me everything really? she asked me. It's like, yep. 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 Fever, sore throat, all that stuff. Um, and you know, I still linger, but the thing is that she told when I got called with, um, they told me that they're tracking the different symptoms people are coming in to get tested with. One of the things the nurse practitioner that gave me the results said something is going around that people are, that people are going to get tested. And there's something going around and they don't know what it is. They don't know what to identify it is. It's not, it's coming back as negative on coronavirus, on COVID-19. Yet families are sick, just like I've been for, for a month now. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's not just been me. My wife has been sick longer than me off and on. It's one of these things that just want, part of it's going to be allergies. I know, but oh, it's God, not yeah. just allergies. Something else is going on. And, you know, it could be just walking pneumonia, but getting into an actual doctor and getting checked out. When I actually, I went to a doctor twice. I went to get, first I just went to get a checkup to see what the heck was wrong with me. And yeah. basically I got checked out in a parking lot standing outside of my vehicle while oh, they were dressed crap, up. Dude. They wouldn't even let me in the building. They just yeah. gave me antibiotics and nothing happened. Nothing got better from that. And that's when uh, it went on another week after that. And, uh, my wife and my parents are like, you need, to, you, you got to go do something. We just need to know. We need to know if we can be around. Like I was never around my parents well, yeah, for 
Yeah, because yeah, well, it's terrifying for everybody, man. Like, yeah. especially like your parents and my parents, those that are in the, the age that they're in. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, I, it's horrible, man. Because like, I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't seen my parents since since the beginning of March. I actually Facetime talked with my parents today, and that's really like the first interaction I've had with them. That's gonna be hard on you. Cause I know you have your ritual of weekends. You visit them and you do yeah, stuff exactly. and that's just oh, part yeah. of, Once part of life. And it's hard for everybody yeah. that now that can't do that. Uh, man, I just wondered how you've been doing it with a roommate. Do you make your roommate, uh, wrap himself in a plastic wrap before he walks in the house <laughs> and goes straight to his room? No, no. And, and in fact, right now we're on, uh, we're on separate shifts. I got moved to to, to working second shift, working three thirty to midnight right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for social distancing, which was like you know back in the day, dude. I love second shift. It was a shift that you could go out and go party on after work. Yeah, you could be like super sociable and all like this type of good stuff. And and man, like it just like now, like you know, now that I'm older in my forties. Like, well, plus there's nothing open. Like I can go, there's nothing thank you can God do. there's, yeah, it's thank God Kroger's open till like 1, 1am and I can go actually get groceries and stuff like that after work, which I freaking adore because there's nobody in the store at that point in time. So I yeah. can actually go and get groceries and do all like this type of good stuff after I get off work and not have to worry about being around a ton of people. But you know, I'm like. I mean, at first, whenever it all started off, man, like I was super panicky and like, I just didn't want anybody to even be around me. So whenever they moved me to second shift, I was actually kind of rejoicing a little bit because I was, you know, I'm pretty self-sufficient. I can buy off my own product. I can do all like this. I'm pretty, uh, I don't need like quality control checks. I don't need, uh, people to tell me how to do something. I know how to look everything up. I know all the specs and all like this type yeah, of stuff. Yeah. So I can just very self-reliant at work. So I was just like, you know what, dude? Yeah, I'll go to second shift. I don't need anybody. I can, I'm good working by myself. But now like, you know, like a month into it and it's like, <laughs> just burning through books left and right. And there's, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, one of the like things I'm you on... used to have trouble with. You're trying to get through a book, and uh, somebody's got to tap you on the shoulder and bug you about something, so you have to pause. Oh, and... God, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that used to be my biggest complaint, was somebody would come up and ask me a question, tap me on the shoulder, and be like, hey, uh, can you tell me where to find this or show me how to do this? And I'd be like, uh-huh. uh, just look in your freaking documents, man. Control yeah. F is your best friend. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. But man, it almost sounds like y'all have like, it almost sounds like it's like a hybrid or something like that. Plus, I don't think that the tests are like 100% reliable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I say that only because uh, a dude at work, uh, he's, he's, he's actually, it's kind of funny because he's actually younger than I am, but mm-hmm. you know, he's one of those, he one of those that went gray like super early. And, uh, I actually work with his even younger brother or whatnot. Yeah, and his younger brother was telling me that uh, that his that the 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 guy I was talking about that went like gray like early or whatever, his his brother had uh, tested negative for it, uh-huh. but yet he had all the symptoms and all uh-huh. like this type uh-huh. of stuff. And his girlfriend, who he does those girlfriendy type things with, like kisses right. and hugs on and all like that type of good yeah. stuff, and spends lots of time with her and stuff like that. And then her company yep. tested positive. And she has COVID-19 and wow. tested negative. So I don't mm. think that they're, I don't think that their test is a hundred percent, uh, foolproof. 
Uh, so, well, you know, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that's sadly the case. Uh, but the good news is it doesn't even exist because I won't name the name of the person that told me this, but somebody <laughs> that's a close relative of somebody that I hold very close in my life, uh, informed her that the whole thing is a conspiracy by the United Nations to ruin the economy so that the president looks bad. So it's just oh, nothing yeah. to worry about. So yes, ex- don't worry exactly. about anything, people, because, yeah, people are dying left and right, but it doesn't matter because it's all fake. Yeah, it's not real <laughs> people that's dying. It's, oh, uh, it's yeah, it's actors. Bodies. It's actors. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the mass graves The mass graves in New York is, is all fake. I'm uh, so sorry to even bring that up, but it hacks me off. That's, we don't try does, to get political. Dude. This isn't even political. This is stupidity. And if no, I'm offending no, exactly. somebody right now, no. I'm sorry, you're being stupid if you think this is a conspiracy set up by, you know, was it created by some foreign government to spread around the world? I ain't saying that's not possible. I'm just saying it's a real thing. Oh, yeah. yeah very real. And it's kind of funny because, you know, I've, I've not only have I heard that one, but I've also heard the fact that it is a plot to try to turn the United States into a communist country. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I had a, a Someone who I referred to at one point in time as a friend, but if if they're really this ignorant, I can't refer to him as a friend who was throwing a fit because uh, <clears throat> Walmart was only allowing so many people in at a time and making people, you know, wait in line to get inside the store. Yeah. And he was like, well, that's communism. I'm like, how is that communism, man? Walmart is 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 a capitalist store like they want your money oh they definitely the do only yeah reason why they are only, only allowing so many people in the store is because of requirements man it's not it's for your safety it is to like ensure to try to stop the spread that's what i don't think some folks understand, man, like you could have this thing and you could be walking around with it for two weeks before you yeah. even start showing yeah. symptoms. You that know? is true. But and that's on a, yeah, yeah. It, no, it, no. That, that's the thing. It's like you're saying, yeah, I, I actually was surprised in the area that I live in, how many people are t- being responsible about it. Um, oh, yeah. you know, um, it's like, a, I'd say it's about 60, 40, 60% of people. You can tell they're at least trying to treat when they're out, they're being extremely cautious of being close to people, wiping their hands, not touching their face, not getting close to other people, keeping the distance, um, all of that. So wearing the masks, um, that kind of thing. Um, and we had our, in the county that I live in, which is a, the population of the county I live in is only 19,000 people. We've had our first death already from it. Oh, wow. So really? It's I actually reached here. We have at least four or five cases. I thought I was yeah. going to be one of them, but I didn't, luckily, Officially, I'm not, um, yeah. but we actually have had a death, and uh, the county that you live in has had lots of more cases pop up. Yeah. Then, and it's, it's closer. That you know, the higher urban, de- the density of population is going to be the more people getting it. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm lucky. I live out in the middle of nowhere, so I can go out in my yard and hang out all day if I if I love to it and go to work. I can go to work and be around nobody. Um, yeah, you know I'm lucky. Dude, I'm so envious of that. Like I'm, I'm so freaking envious of that. I, like there are many a times where I'm sitting there at work and I'm like, man, I wish, wish I worked for Michael and them because this is, this is ridiculous, man. Like there's times that the, that you're just that I'm just sitting there and you know it's it's 
it's about one of our, you know, beforehand, the team that I worked on, I say team because that's what they call us, you know, or whatnot. But the, the group that I worked on building the, the, the CH 47 is what I built and it's electrical systems and stuff like that for the CH 47. And, and, uh, the group that I was working with, you know, there was about 54 just on the side that I worked on. We have basically three sides for that. And, uh, just the side that I was working on had like 54 something people on it. And so they basically kind of split us down the middle and, uh, you know, 20, uh-huh. 20 something of us went to, went to second shift and the other half stayed on, on first shift or whatnot. And so it was just kind of like, it, it's, it's nice, but still like you're around people all the time. And I see so many areas that they're like dropping the ball on with all this stuff. You know, they're like, Oh, well, you know, you need to be wearing a mask, but we're not going to issue you a mask unless you, you know, unless you don't have facial hair because you can't make a, a good airtight seal around your face with, with facial hair. And I'm like, but it doesn't make an airtight seal because that's why your glasses fog up whenever you exhale. And they're like, just kind of, they just kind of look at me like they're like dumbstruck. And it's like, oh, well, you're not supposed to know that. Like, what are you doing? Like, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. Like, come on, man. I don't know. But oh well, yeah, I probably probably had enough. I'm sure no one really wants to. The, the, everybody's living through a nightmare of this. They don't really want to hear us rapping about. It. It's just nice to be able oh, to yeah. talk to you about it because it's been a weird month. Went over that with Paul last night. It's been a weird month. The good news yeah. is I really like my family. I love my wife and kids because <laughs> my wife made a joke yesterday. She's like, "How many people once this is over are going to immediately run out and get a divorce because they can't stand." <laughs> <laughs> being close contact with their significant other that much, you know, yeah. and I mean, you know, oh, yeah. driving them nuts. I, I've actually, if I had, if I didn't have to work, this is the way I'd like to live all the time. Not even have to leave the house ever, unless I was going on a trip, uh, yeah. which I did do, which I've told yeah. you about, which was pretty yeah, cool. You're going to have to talk about that here in just a second, because that trip was actually really, really cool. It was pretty and, cool. Uh, and it yeah. was, it was at the beginning of this stuff and, you yeah, know, it was, it, it was, y'all were supposed to leave that Friday, which was kind of, which really sucked because what was it Friday or Thursday? That we were, were supposed, supposed to, to fly on? out on Thursday, get okay, there on yeah. Friday. We had a big trip planned that we had saved up and got actually went, took a loans out and finance well, trip for my daughter. Cause it's going to be, it was going to be, she was supposed to grad. She's graduating this year. Um, yeah. we just don't know if they're actually going to have a ceremony and all that stuff. We don't know what's happening, but there's no more school for the year. She's just doing some homeschool stuff, which is not really anything. Um, yeah. And we were supposed to do this trip and we were like, we had a decision to make and we we're like, no, nah, we can't do it. We can't do this. And we didn't yeah. do it, but we we're like, Hey, let's just do a quick road trip. Listen, and it's like, like the day before the day before y'all were supposed to leave. Isn't that whenever they like shut down all international travel? And the, stuff? We had just finished. I had been packed. I had my carry on bag packed. My wife had just finished packing that night about, I don't remember what time it was. And you actually sent a message saying he just had declared something. Declared a travel. Yeah, I think it was like, holy crap. They just shut down all international travel or something. To and that I thought. I thought my stomach dropped and I thought you were messing with me. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God. And I said, I looked it up and I said, I said a word out loud across the house. <laughs> and my wife was like, what is it? And I just looked at her, shook my head and just sat my phone down. and wouldn't talk to her. I didn't want to tell her. And then, you know, what happened happened. And, uh, 
we made the right yeah. decision on not doing the trip. Um, yeah, fortunately, we I mean, have who, been. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, got, who knows? Y'all could still be stuck. <laughs> well, I didn't want to deal with the, you know, where we were going was going to be, they shut down the entire city in two days after that. So we wouldn't have, we'd, yeah. we'd have been stuck in this city for seven days in a, with nothing, we, with nothing to do. Couldn't go yeah. to any museums. What's the main reason we were going is to see the museums. And, yeah. Excuse me. I got some editing to do. That is what I've been, that is what I've been living with 24 hours a day. And that is the first cough I've had in 15 minutes with you. So that's how much better I'm doing. Yeah. It, at the very beginning of it, I was coughing nonstop all the time. Good um, um, but yeah, we were like, we did the right thing. And it's like, man, this really stinks. And not just, not for us. I was fine. I could stay home. I could have been at work. And we're like, Hey, let's jump in the car and just do a, we talked about, let's, let's see America. Let's see a part of America we've never been to. Yeah. And my, my daughter is weird how it worked out. My daughter and my, my wife are huge fans of both one, the movie Titanic and two, the actual story, the history of Titanic. For some weird reason, yeah. when my, when my oldest daughter was a young kid, she became infatuated with the whole history and the story of the, 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 the Titanic sinking. The, the movie actually draws you in so much that you want to or to me that's what it did it yeah. movie drew me in so much that it made me want to learn more about it and in fact that whole time period of history you know the early 1900s in the united states is really kind of fascinating to me and in fact uh it's kind of neat i don't i don't mean to sidetrack you too no, much no. but i've been i've been watching a, a a show it's an older show and i'd seen it before it's on it started i think it was showtime or no on cinemax i think it's just cinemax yeah, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's Skinamax that it, that it uh, initially aired on, and it's called the Nick, and it's the Knickerbocker Hotel in early 1900s, uh, huh. not hotel, but hospital in early 1900s uh, New York or whatever, and it's you know basically like a group of surgeons and them pioneering these you know techniques and surgery and stuff like that that we take for granted nowadays. Yeah, yeah, and it's just very cool, man. Very, very. It's 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 a really cool show, but like the whole time period. You know, and it's leading up to like World War One and all like that good stuff is just it. It just like that's the time period that for whatever reason always fa- fascinates me. So whenever Titanic such a, came out, it's such a transitional. I oh, mean, yeah. the rapid trend. I mean, you know, I've talked about how my grandmother was born back then, and she even in the even when she was a teenager, growing up in the 30s, they still didn't have cars. They were actually riding horses and wagons and working their fields with mules and. Whatever. Oh yeah. Um, well, you know, Stephen and I, we had a great uncle Ambrose that lived yeah. over in Pilot Point. That I don't know if you remember him or ever got to meet him, but he, uh, you know, he did everything by mule up yeah. until the day he died at like ninety three years old. Wow. He died of like uh, leukemia, and he plowed and planted using mules. And wow, you know, that's yeah, dude. It was insane because we used to go over there during the summertime, and you know, during while he's planting and stuff, and. You know, hear him singing his song to his mules or whatever. Almost <laughs> like a. <laughs> I wish I could have. Like, I wish I could have seen that. That would have been yeah, something. Yeah, it, it was amazing, man. And then it really kind of upset me because whenever he passed away, dude, I I still say like, you might have to edit this, but like whenever he passed away, he got he came down with leukemia and he was in his nineties and it was like over with quick. He never really yeah, got out yeah. of the hospital after he got diagnosed with leukemia. Um, but he uh he came down with leukemia and this was 1980 something so that gives you an idea how old you know 
the time frame that I'm talking about. Like, yeah, yeah. When they grew up and stuff, that you know, they dated him and my great aunt Rosalie. They they dated in covered wagon and stuff. Oh like, wow! You know, whenever, whenever he was laying there in the ICU. You know, they called the family all together and was, you know, saying like, hey, you know, he's about to pass. You need to get down here and pay your, you know, last visit, say your goodbyes type thing and stuff like that. Yeah. And we had come down there and, and they let me and my brother go back with my dad. You know, usually I see you only two people at a time, but they let me and my brother and my dad go back there all at once. And we went back there. And I, I remember this so vividly, man. We get back there and my great uncle Ambrose is laying there in the bed. And Ambrose looks at us and he goes, yeah, they thought I was going to kick the bucket today, but no sons of bitches brought an old rusty bucket in here for me to kick. So I said to hell with it. And I was like, damn, that guy's tough as nails, man. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, sorry. I totally sidetracked. No, no, no. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a a different breed of people from that time period that grew up back then. I mean, oh, I've, God, yeah. I mean, we could actually get sidetracked and talk about a lot of a lot of the people I knew growing up when I was a kid of that same time period that were in their nineties. It's like, no, they're not. No one around is like that anymore. That saw and did the things they did, oh, um, yeah. just or how they lived. They were so close to that pioneer um, time frame that was just a couple of generations before them that it's ridiculous how how far we've come in such a brief time span, but, oh, but God, yeah, man. but yeah, but that's a whole fascinating time. And that's why, so we went, we jumped in the car and we were like, okay, we're going to isolate. We're not going to get around people. We're going to keep do the stuff. Cause they were already talking about how to do the cleaning your hands. And they, at the time they had said, don't wear a mask. You don't need to wear a mask and stay away from people and all that. So, yeah. so we just got in our little cocoon of the car and drove and we drove to Branson, Missouri yeah. And visited the Titanic Museum that's there. And it's pretty cool. The actual building looks like the Titanic. It's probably like a half scale or a third scale. I mean, it's still huge, but. Yeah. It, it looks like neat. a super cool building. Yeah. It is really neat. Um, and then we're like, where are we going next? Let's just head north. We, we didn't have any destination in mind. Um, yeah. we ended up driving up to, uh, near St. Louis and just stopping at a place called, uh, we just stopped at Chesterfield, went bowling. Um, mm-hmm. what, the, the, that, the night we left after we went to see the Titanic, we drove there. And then the next morning we drove through St. Louis and on a whim, we saw a sign. I said, let's, hey, let's hang a left. And we went and saw Scott Joplin's house, who was like that back in the or same time period we're talking about. He was like one of the foundations of modern music. He did, he, you know, ragtime and. Yeah. Uh, he's like a he's composer. A pianist, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was a pianist and composer and uh you know, we just went to his house and kind of visited it and learned some cool history then. And then we drove through St. Louis, drove around St. Louis looking at the architecture. It's a beautiful city. Um absolutely beautiful city. But we were just like drove through and then did you remember the pictures I sent? We actually for some reason we ended up way off the beaten path down by yeah. like trying to get near the river but we ended up in this really shady industrial place on the <laughs> east in east yeah. st louis across the river like there's st louis on the uh with the arch and all that stuff on the west side of the river but then yeah. we ended up in this really weird spot and because we wanted to get close and see get a good picture of the uh, archway from that other side of the river and we yeah. ended up in this like a warehouse area and I'm kid, not kidding you. I sent you pictures. It was like the biggest pile of video cassette tapes I've 
you could probably even you can't even imagine <laughs> probably had hundreds of thousands of tapes just stacked up outside oh, and it God, was like yeah. just old movies yeah old movies yeah. just that's where they went to die i guess you know they probably got manufactured <laughs> and never sold and that's oh, where they are how many of them had a blockbuster label on them a lot of them did it's really weird so. um so we got out of there safely <laughs> that yeah. part of town <laughs> and we were driving along and i had you know we've talked about this we've talked about the ancient history of i visit i got to visit the cahokia mounds oh that's where awesome. the mound builders i sent y'all pictures of that and that's someplace yeah. i'd actually want to go back and, this is really cold though i walked to the yeah. top and from the top of the biggest mound which is like the priest mound i think it's called it's deceptively tall. It's a lot taller than it really looks like when you're actually getting up and walking up because you can see everywhere. You can see all of St. Louis, oh, all wow. of it. And that's just a blip in the horizon. And it's just across the river. And that was, that was yeah. a really fun mm-hmm. thing. Then we, uh, oh, then we got the, the next thing we did was we went to Springfield, Illinois. That's where we were headed that day. And got to visit where Abraham Lincoln lived in Springfield, which was like oh, the highlight. Cool. That was the highlight of the trip. Walking in his house was amazing. Yeah. All the stuff, actual personal effects that were his and his family's still there where he actually had hung nails on the, the nails he had driven were in still in the fireplace mantle. Oh, wow. You know, where he yeah. used to lay on the floor because he was so tall and lanky furniture wasn't really built for him so he would lay on the floor in the living room there reading shakespeare and playing and wrestling with his kids um one room the 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 guy says like this is a room where they actually did have a child that died while he still lived here before he became president this is where the child would have laid um they had would have held the ceremony here and people would have come to visit um that was just really fun and powerful just going there and then for some reason we drove to Chicago. We drove into Chicago and then drove out because the yeah. day we drove into Chicago was the last night we got there. They're like, okay, they're shutting everything down tonight. After tonight, everything's shut down. The restaurants and everything's closed. Oh, but then during the whole time we were near nobody. <laughs> you know, we kept yeah. to ourselves. We just walked the streets. <clears throat> it was snowing. Oh. <laughs> it was, um, I it's, got to eat at Gino's East deep dish pizza. Oh, awesome. Gino's is the only one that I haven't tried up there. I've tried Lou Malnati's and I've tried Giordano's and Giordano's is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, but I still want to try Gino's at some point in time. Uh, I hear Gino's is really, really good. Uh, it, it was good. Yeah, I, yeah. It was especially good because when we got there, this is how odd everything was. We didn't know. I'd yeah. been there once when I was a kid. My wife had been there once when she was younger on a business thing. I, yeah. I'd never been to Chicago. And like I said, we were there just for like less than, we were probably there for like 15 hours. Got there, hung out, looked around, drove around, ate, went to bed, got up, walked around, and then went, and then started home. Yeah. Um, and going to Geno's, we went to, I chose that one because it was in the walking distance of where we were staying. Um, uh, okay. Um, and we got there and it's like we walked in and had a seat. And when we were there, the lady that sat us, oh yeah. Uh, normally you have to wait 45 minutes just to get in the door. They usually have oh, a yeah. line out front and it's like, no, it was like hardly there was, um, yeah, that's like, we were just naive to how everything going on. We were, we're actually kind of, <laughs> I, I actually didn't really want to go to Chicago just because the farther we drove, the more we started hearing about things that probably oh, shouldn't yeah. be doing. And it's like, I don't know about this, but you know, 
whatever. Yeah. We survived but, it. I, mean, uh, you know, I want to go back, but. I was, I was going to say, dude, we're going to have to go back for sure. Because uh, that's, that's, that's a trip that's, that uh, Chicago, and I, I know you had a really bad experience this time around, but Chicago is one of those places that, like, so cool, man. Like, I dig that. Oh, man, I, I freaking love Chicago. And it's just, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> whenever I was there, there was not a bad morsel of food that I had. Everything I had was just so amazing. It yeah. was ridiculous. And, of course, I was there for celebration. at this. Well, the last time I was there, you know, I was there for celebration. And so it was, like, the best of both worlds. Like, not only was I getting to live in Star Wars land for, you know, about 80% of my day, but whenever I left for the rest of the day, there was, like, a really cool museum to go to or or something awesome to go eat or or whatever, man. It was just, like, ah, oh, that town is I, – I dig that place a lot, man. Yeah. And there's, I, st- I still want to go back because I, I really want to go back to Kuma's Corner or something fierce. Uh, there's a Rick O'Benny's place I really want to go back, go eat at. And then there's a couple of other places that I didn't get to go <laughs> eat at because I just didn't have time, you know? And, yeah, and, yeah. And, but boy, God bless, man. Plus, I really, I, you know, I've been to the Field Museum now twice. Yeah. Uh, both times, I won't say I was like crunched for time on the second time around or whatever, but there was stuff that I missed in the field museum the second time around that I went there. The first time I went there, it was a real quick whirlwind tour through it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Whereas the second time around, I found out that they have a blasted brontosaurus that sits out on like one of the the patios outside and i was like oh my god you gotta be kidding me like i, I gotta go back because i gotta go see that and i need to go back to the museum of science and industry because this time around whenever i went there you know i didn't have a whole lot of time at the museum of science and industry because i was was there for the party for, or or the the parties which the uh you know 501st and mandalorian mercs and and rebel legion and all those guys all the costume clubs had their their parties together at the same place. You know, that's where I showed you that I got the poker chips from the oh, yeah, cards yeah. And, and stuff like that. Uh, but you know, they, they all held their parties at the same place all at the same time. And, and you know, it was, it was packed. It was full of people. So I didn't really get to do a whole heck of a lot there at the museum of science and industry. And that's one that I really haven't seen enough of that. I really want to go back and really just dedicate like a day, like going through it. You know, from morning till close, you know, from open to close, basically, because it, there's enough in that museum to just really occupy your time. And, you know, you know, what, who doesn't love, well, I was going to say, who doesn't love science and industry? I'm pretty sure there's probably a lot of people yeah, that but, don't love science yeah, and industry, but yeah, you know, that crap and, and, and the field museum that, you know, those two are right up my freaking alley, you know, it's well, like, I actually got to, well, I at least got to, excuse me, one second. <coughs> I at least got to drive by those buildings and see them. Oh yeah, we walked to the Navy Pier and got to walk down there. It was closed though, so we couldn't. Yeah, um, but we walked around a lot and froze our butts off because it was snowing. Like we weren't prepared for that. But it's neat. <laughs> you it's, sound like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there in April last year. <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah. funny though. Um, funny thing is. I'm now because I'm getting back into work. My ability to listen to audiobooks is about to like 
pretty much go to where I can burn through a book every, like you do at work every few days. Wintertime, oh, yeah. I, I have less opportunity to actually listen to things like that. Um, yeah. I've still been reading a lot, like the night and stuff, and especially since I've been sick at home, I've, I've read a lot of different things, but started Dresden. I started back on my, my journey through the Dresden files and having oh, got, yeah. I at least got to drive around Chicago. It gives a completely different feel to the story oh, because yeah. he like mentions a street. I'm like, Oh, I think I remember seeing that street oh, or, yeah. you know, uh, like you're talking about the field museum and the aquarium and all that. That's that's where they're at in the book right now. They're at the battle of the aquarium. Oh, which dude, is a, that's a really cool battle too, man. Yeah. Like that's yeah. Cause I know what book you're on and, and, and yeah, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> that's where like the plot and everything starts falling together and in line and you start figuring out what's really going on and stuff like that. And it's, 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 yeah, you're right there at the good part. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you and you've, have you been going, you've been doing Harry Potter and you've been going back through it too, haven't you? The series. Yeah, I've, I've been going through Harry Potter. I started Harry Potter a while back cause I just, I just finished the half blood prince. And of course this next month I will get on, uh, you know, Deathly Hollows, and man, I, I, I gotta say, like, I never, I never really thought I would like. I knew that I would probably like these books, but I never really thought I would like them as much as what I have. Like, I've absolutely loved these books. My favorite parts are whenever they're at Hogwarts. So the uh-huh. next book, this next book is is like, it's funny because my favorite parts of the books is whenever they're a on the train going to Hogwarts. Uh, yeah. I think m- most of that's just because like, I like trains. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. I'm not like, I'm, I'm, I'm not a train person as much as like what my brother is, but like something about them on the train going to school is really cool. Yeah. And whenever they get to school, I, I really dig the, the interactions with them and the other, you know, professors or teachers or whatever you want to call them there at school. Uh, and, uh, so it's kind of disappointing to know that, you know, they, they don't go back to, uh, to Hogwarts in the next book, but I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes because I'm kind of just like, I've seen the movies and what I've been doing here lately is I've been, uh, reading the books and then watching the movies. And a lot of the movies, a lot of the movies I haven't really cared for all that much just because like yeah. after reading the books, I'm like, wow, dude, this book is amazing. And then whenever I watch the movie, I'm like, why did you do it like this in the movie? That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. Like, you know, they had a really great solution for this in the movie, in the book, and like it could have just been easy for you to keep it in, in the movie. Like, I don't understand why you did this, you know, type thing. But you know, yeah. it is what it is. Uh, so, like, I'm, I'm real. I'm, I'm kind of excited, yet I'm kind of not really wanting to start Deathly Hallows. I'm excited just because I'm wanting to see where the story goes. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I'm kind of not super excited for it just because they're not going back to Hogwarts on this next one. Right. And Hagrid has probably got to be my favorite freaking He's character the best, the isn't entire he? thing. Oh God. Yeah, dude. I love Hagrid. Hagrid. I still say he got screwed over, man. I still say he, he, Tom he Riddle, man. Getting... Oh yeah. He like everything about Hagrid is like, it's just like, man, like he just, he, he hasn't ever gotten a fair deal. If you ask me, and eh, but you know it is what it is. It's it's still a great book series, and I'm still enjoying the heck out of it. But eh, you know, in between, I uh, <laughs> I will say I did start back up Red Rising again just because, 
and I, I got all the way to, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Dark Age. And yeah, I was, yeah. I actually started up Dark Age again and I was listening to it. And something happened, man. Like, I got about four or five hours into it. I had to, like, stop it. And I think I stopped it for the day and then came back to listen to it the next day. And something on the app screwed up. And it bumped me back to the beginning of the book. And I was like, yeah, you got to be kidding me. I was like, I didn't want to. I was like, I was kind of hesitant on reading this book again this soon because it was such an emotional beating. I love it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love that book. But yet it beat the crap out of me emotionally to where I was just like, you got to be kidding me. And I was just like, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go back through that book that soon. Uh, so I was like, you know what, man, now's a good time to start back the Dresden Files because, you know, it's supposed to come back at, you know, the new book comes out in July. July, and, yeah. Uh, now, here's what I want to ask you. I'm on the list I'm looking at. It says 10th book, Small Favor, came out in 2009. And it's like I haven't been yeah. reading. I haven't read any of the Dresden books for a long time. I took a yeah. big break with uh, with going back through the uh, like you said uh, Red Rising books and some. Then I uh, several. I've been doing a lot of history and some other titles um, um, that I was working through. But I'm excited to do this. I kind of want to try to get through. There's Turncoat is next. Yeah. Changes. Oh, changes is freaking amazing. Dude. <coughs> changes. Changes is one of those that you got to buckle in for because it's very fast paced. And it doesn't stop. Okay. Yeah. So so something big happens. Because I know it's leading. I can feel it's definitely leading to something. Every book is definitely like there's hints that something bigger is coming. Something bigger is coming. Changes is very aptly named. Let's just put it that way. So Changes, Ghost Story. Yep. That came out in 2012. Then Cold Days, 2013, 2015. Skin game. So this is like one of the longest breaks one he's of the done. Breaks he's had. And oh, here's yeah, a because question I have to ask you: the the book coming out in July is Peace Talks. Yep. And he's turning around in September, releasing another book called Battleground. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, it, what's hmm. that? I would just wonder: Have you heard anything about him? Or I mean, I know you know where the story's at in Skin Game, but yeah. Um, so. So, uh, uh, peace talks, I'm not really a hundred percent sure what, what peace talks is about, but I do know that, that battlegrounds, uh, though that was all supposed to be one book battlegrounds oh. and peace talks was supposed to be one. book. Oh, okay. So he and pulled a George R. R. Martin and just split him up, split it up into two books. Exactly. That's smart. And instead yeah. of waiting, you know, like a year between the two re- to release them, they're just releasing them. Almost back to back, and I do know I actually signed a petition for them to re- to release peace talks early, since oh, yeah. you know all the all the crap is going on right now and stuff like that, and people want to read it. Yeah, and uh, you know, so I actually signed a petition for them to release peace talks early, uh, but I I don't think that's going to happen. <clears throat> um, but yeah, man, uh, I do know that from what I understood is that you know he he wrote. Basically, this is like one book, and his editor uh, basically said something about they didn't know how to really kind of make it flow together all that well, so they huh. basically just cut it in half and uh, split the two books up. 
or split the books up into two into two books and so you have peace talks and then you have battlegrounds and battlegrounds is supposed to be uh and i've read the synopsis of battlegrounds i've read the synopsis of both of them but i can't yeah. i can't tell you off the top of my head all i know is that uh battleground deals with a titan so oh wow that should be yeah so that should be really oh, really interesting so well i've got one two three i've got one two I can do uh, as long as most of these books are. I think I can get five through five of them by July. Oh yeah, I th- I th- man! With the, with on how much you know, especially here, pretty damn soon, y'all are going to be you know going, you know, as fast as what you can. Basically, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So you, you'll you'll have ample of time to get through this. And then I'll be books. caught up with you and Stephen. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited right, about well, it. You know. I, I, Something about the way Butcher writes is just something comfortable. There's something comforting in listening to him tell a story. It is the way man. he does it, it. The way the way he does it, and the way that Marsters uh, has built the character of Harry as well. Yeah, uh, because the original <clears throat> the original version of Cold Days that came out on audio format was actually a different uh, narrator that read the book. Uh-huh. And it was man, you know, at that point in time, I think that's I think. I think that's book 12. Yeah. Want to say cold days, 14, uh, not cold days, but ghost story. Oh, ghost story is 13. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ghost story is 13. Uh, you know, uh, you know that at that point in time, you know, there's 12 books uh, before that. And so you've, you've listened to the same guy who really, really kind of built the character. of Harry. <coughs> Of Harry Dresden and how like he would, you know, pronounce things and how he would react to certain things and he, he's got this whole like uh, way of saying rhythm. things. Yeah, the uh, rhythm. Yeah, There's a rhythm. Ex- exactly, he's got a rhythm to it and w- the way he would answer and way you and know, I, he would when say he gets when words. he gets angry and throws a spell out in his mouth. Fuzari or whatever. Oh, yeah, the way he he just puts everything into it. Oh, he does, man, and and he, uh, you know. <sighs> For you to switch that, it, it throws me off anytime whenever they change uh, a narrator in any book, uh, on any book series. Uh, that's what got me out of uh, <clears throat> The Last Kingdom. Oh, yeah, uh, they changed it up. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's what got me out of that series is because they changed up the narrator on it. And he, he was even mispronouncing names and all like this type of stuff. And I'm like, dude, we're like five books into this. And this guy's had his name pronounced Whoa. like this for the past four books. And now all of a sudden you're ch- pronouncing it differently. This is stupid. I'm not going to yeah, listen to this. And I just that's annoying. Yeah. Very annoying. Uh, but, you know, at the time Marsters was busy and he couldn't record the audio book for it. So I don't know. I guess it was like a few years later. They actually went through and had James Marsters re-record the book. Which made Ghost Story do like a total 180 for me. At first, I didn't like the book Ghost Story, and it was just because of the narrator that they had ruined it. Yeah. But then they came back and had Marsters redo it, and like, man, now it's like, and now, now I really dig Ghost Story. At first, I didn't really like it, and it didn't really feel like it fit all that well. <clears throat> but, you know, after they came through and had Marsters re- redo it, it really fit and you're just like oh okay this is this it's it's kind of like a a transition is the best way to describe that oh yeah that yeah so that's cool 
Yeah, it's very, very cool, man. It's, okay, I've got I got but, another question for you. All right. Um, if you don't mind. Okay. You, I mean, you've been living with this series a lot longer than me. You've read through it several times. You, you, oh, you God, say yeah. every time you go through it, you find something new or catch something and it's like keeps growing as you reread it and re-listen and all that. Um, oh, yeah. knowing as much as you do though about Jim Butcher, is this going to be a forever ongoing series or has he said he actually has an end in sight? It does have an end in sight. I think it was initially set. What I've what I've gathered. <clears throat> sorry, what I've gathered. You caught it. You've caught was, it from me. You're catching <laughs> right. my my sick over the. <laughs> Dude, well, then you're not I've safe anywhere. This... <laughs> right. I've had this this crap in my throat for like the past like two months. It seems like, and it's driving me up the wall. Like I can't ever. I I'll keep my throat clear for a little bit, and then all of a yeah. sudden, next thing you know, I, I just drives me up the wall <clears throat> but he does have an end um and and in the he does have an end and then he's got like kind of like a a new beginning act oh god hold on no you're good oh my god okay that, that was a bad one 44 <laughs> no, i gotta write that down 44 minutes yeah. gotta, i'm All sorry right. okay no you're good go. man i probably go for another 15 minutes and then i'm gonna have to no, that's fine. Yeah, because I know your butt's probably your butt's probably hurting. You're hurting starting well, to hurt. right. I've I've been doing some since I've had some time to kind of adjust stuff and all like this type of crap. I've I've got the table pushed out to where I've got lots of room. Oh, cool. <laughs> and I'm using one of the uh, the boom arms to to set the mic on, so I'm not so bent over and stuff like that or whatever. Oh, nice. So it's it's actually working quite nice right now. But yeah, my butt is starting to get a little bit aggravated with this chair in here. <laughs> but uh, he does have an end, and I think initially, I think initially it was supposed to be only be like a, a sixteen books or or fifteen or sixteen book series. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> he's kind of like added some things to it and all like this type of good stuff because I think Rock or 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 whoever it was or Penguin, whoever it was that he initially signed with, uh, signed him for for that many book series, and he. Like I said, it has changed a little bit and kind of altered a little bit, but now obviously it's going to be longer. But I think it's like a total of like twenty books, so it's, yeah. it's getting it's totally it is completely totally winding up, and you will you're going to see that pretty quick. You're you're dead on whatever you say. It's all leading up to something bigger. You'll find that out here in the next couple of books. I hate to like kind of be a spoiler for you. No, that's not a spoiler. Yeah. No, no, that's perfect. No, that's I, didn't, cool. I didn't figure it was, but you know, it, you you'll find out here pretty quick. Well, yeah, just the the titles alone seem you can kind of like, oh, oh well, yeah. Well, there's a meaning behind every time there's a every title. There's a meaning behind what they're talking about. So, oh yeah, and changes is one of those books. Like, uh, <clears throat> uh, is it Golden Sun, the second book of the of the Red Rising series? Yeah, golden, yeah, because Golden Sun and then Morning Star. Morning Star is the final book in that Red Rising series. Yeah, the first Red Rising series. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so Changes is a lot like Golden Sun. So you might want to get Changes and go ahead and immediately get uh, Cold Days afterwards. Oh, okay. Because it's it kind of leaves you on a big. I won't even say kind of leaves you. It leaves you on a big cliffhanger to where you're like, what the heck. <laughs> yeah. what just happened is that real did that just really just happen um wow it's, Makes but me it's nervous. pretty interesting though 
Yeah. Making me it's, nervous. It's, yeah, <laughs> it should. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, I can't remember what the question you just asked. <laughs> oh, Jim, that was it. I mean, is there, oh, okay. like, is there going to be an end or is he just going to keep going oh, on? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, some, yeah, there's some book series like Clive Cussler. I don't know if you ever read any of his book, adventure books. I can't remember oh, the name yeah, of the, but it just keep going on and on and on forever. Dirk Pitt or something yeah, like something that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My dad's a huge fan of those books. That's why they're good that. books. They're good yeah. books, but it's just like, wow, oh, they just go on. That's a, that's a lot of books. If you want to tackle that series. Yeah. Which is, I need to ask him. Uh, I gave him the, uh, I got him Leviathan wakes and I gave him Leviathan wakes. Cause I was like, dude, you will dig this. Like this seems just right up your alley. And I gave him Leviathan Wakes, and I don't know if he's read it yet or not. You know, he'll he'll usually sit down and like he can sit down and devour a book in a day. Uh, I saw him sit down and read Red Storm Rising in in one day. Really? <laughs> you know, which is oh That's god, a huge yeah, book. Insane, yeah, exactly, man. He just sat down in the morning one time, and he he'd already read it like you know I think like two or three times before, and then he just sat down and one morning and didn't have anything to do. So he just sat down in his chair one morning and started reading. And then next thing you know, there about nine o'clock at night, he was done with it and set it down. And he was like, Oh, that's such well, a good that, you, like, br- you bringing up Leviathan wakes makes me wonder. I'm looking right now. It's like, oh, a, it's maybe a release. We might be getting the, the ninth book in the expanse novels. Maybe this year. Really? It's possible. I mean, it last it said to be announced 2020. That's an unnamed yeah. final novel. Um, 2019, of course, is when we got Tiamat's Wrath, and somehow you and I were idiots and missed the release of that. I don't know how we missed that. Well, like a couple of months too, didn't we, or something I, like that? I felt, I felt something else was going on that we were completely yeah. wrapped up in something. I think, but yeah, this yeah. is one I want to keep an eye on that. Um, because pretty much we've we've been, I mean, we've talked about a lot of things, but aside from Star Wars, history, um, and uh, uh, we talk about Red Rising, <laughs> yeah, uh, our fantasy love for different things. Um, oh god! But yeah. the Expanse and Dresden Files have been one of the most consistent three topics we've had, aside from Star Wars. Oh yeah, and just our love oh, for god, that. Yeah. Hopefully, some people have joined with us to read some of these books because. They're I hope all so. so good. They're all so good. I, if one other person has read uh, uh, Red Rising, then that just will like make my absolute day because it's just freaking awesome. <clears throat> and that's kind of my my game plan is I want to get through. I want to get caught up on Dresden. I want to then maybe read a couple. I've got a couple of other books I want to read. Um, and then I want to. Oh, one of the big ones. Speaking of Star Wars. I I saved up. I didn't get a book last month, and this month when I got my credit, I had two credits. So I'm like, I'm going to get Rise of Skywalker, Expanded Edition, and Small Favor by Jim Butcher. So the very next thing I'm actually going to do is do the the Rise of Skywalker Expanded Edition and uh, burn through it. It's only nine hours and 36 minutes. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. Yeah, I've been wanting to pick that one up, and that one I'm just gonna, just gonna have to out and out buy. I've been yeah. I've been debating that. The only reason why I haven't gotten that one is because I've been debating: do I just want to go ahead and buy the Deathly Hollows and wrap up Harry Potter, or do I want to go ahead and buy the Rise of Skywalker and jump on that one and then well, wait if, for if you're Deathly gonna, Hollows? If, and use- 
if you're going to spend money on yeah. Audible, buy the three credits. Because they're oh, all, they always yeah. offer you a, there's a deal you can spend. I don't remember the exact dollar amount, but buying the three credits, you save a bunch rather than just buying. Cause I don't know what the Rise of Skywalker is, but I bet it's probably 20, at least 20 bucks. And if you oh, buy yeah. the three credits, yeah. you're only, you're gonna, you're only gonna be spending like 10 or $11 on the book instead of the 20 full yeah. price. I'm and glad it, you said that because it, I didn't even think about it. It never hurts to have a couple of extra credits laying around when you get in a bind and need to read something fresh. Oh yeah. So, see, I've I, man, I've had my Audible account since 2000. I think it's like 2009. So I've got a ton of books in there, a, a ton of books that I've forgotten about. You know, a ton of books I should forget about because they are horrible EU novels from Star Wars and the freaking uh-huh. uh, Fate of the Jedi series that they put. Oh out yeah, just, yeah. I got sucked into and I just had it's 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 got the Star Wars title, but it doesn't feel like Star Wars. It's got the Star Wars characters in it, but it doesn't feel like Star Wars. It's 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 a bad series. <clears throat> um, do what? No, go ahead. Oh no, but yeah, I've I've got a ton of books on there. That's like uh. I, 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 you know, so I can always go back through and reread them and re-listen to them. But, you know, I, I just need to go back through and re really, really re-look through my, my, my library that I have because, yeah. you know, I've been getting like the one free book a month for like the past, you know, over 10 years now. Yeah. God, that's <laughs> a bunch so, of books. I've got oh, a really oh, morbid, God, yeah. I got a morbid question, a morbid thought popped in my head. You've okay. been to my house. You've seen oh, yeah. the situation I live in um, with my the library where we record usually when you come over. The number yeah. of books I've got dedicated in that one room. Someday I'm not going to exist anymore. That's just a fact yeah. of life. And oh, yeah. partly in one way, all those books that I have, some of them are worthless. Some of them are actually worthwhile, um, a value to, that could be sold someday. Some, and it's going to be a burden to somebody some, sometime in the future. I'm not, I'm not trying to be morbid and bring it down. I'm just being, let's just have real talk. You have, but those books are mine. And when I'm gone, they then become somebody else's. Yeah. Either, either for a benefit that they can love or something they just have to deal with and like, Oh my God, what am I going to do with these? What, how many thousand books that are piled up here? I got to box them up and just dump them off at the goodwill, whatever. Somebody's yeah. going to benefit from it. You know, as long as somebody finds some of the books when I'm gone and enjoys them and appreciates them, that's, that's wonderful. But the morbid thought I have is once we're gone and, and hopefully it's like 30 or 40 years for both of us or longer, you know, you've yeah. had uncle live tonight. You've got like 50, 60 more years ahead of you um, of <laughs> yeah, listening, so. of listening to audible and getting a book a month. That's going to be a huge digital library. What oh, happens yeah. to that digital library? You know, I've often wondered about that. Same thing with like digital libraries, even on like movies and things like that. You know, like what happens to those uh, books? What happens to those? Uh, even like music, what happens yeah. to that? You know, once, you know, you're not around to enjoy them anymore type thing. Uh, what, where do those go to? Uh, but you know, that's a, that's a good question. Do they just disappear into the ether? Or does somebody actually get to inherit those? Like, 
that does kind of bother me with the whole digital media type thing, you know? It's like basically uh, you're uh, just uh, renting something that's not going to, no one's going to have access yeah. to. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. And I, that, that's, that's, that's the one thing that has other, always bothered me about the digital media form or whatnot. Like, I dig the digital media form. That's the reason why I do it. Like, I mean, you know, you were talking about your books. You know, you've sat in, <laughs> you've spent many hours inside the, the Echo Base recording studio with me in the middle oh, yeah. of where I'm sitting at right now with, with all my, with all my Star Wars stuff. And like, you know, same thing with your books, man. Some of this stuff is, you know, less than what I, worth less than what I paid for it. And some of this stuff is worth quite a bit, you know, but, you know, it's, it's like, you know, well, that's another <laughs> you thing. Never wanted it's to- like, I- the, the, the inability to loan a book, like there's that, so many times really, like somebody, I wish I could like, Hey Dave, I want you to check this out. I wish I could just send you legally because I could make, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. If I wanted to go to the trouble, I could make a copy of an audio book. I'm not going to oh, yeah. do it one because not supposed to. And two, it would be kind of yeah. a pain to make a good recording and all that. I'm not doing that. Oh yeah. But it's like, I told you yesterday, I went on a humble bundle and got 13 games for 20 bucks. A lot of the games are older games, but I'm really excited about them. Um, I'm yeah. playing one Sid Meier's Pirates. I played it today some and it's like, Oh my God, this is so much fun. But <laughs> I noticed because my, my daughter has Sky, Skyrim is on her Steam account, but it's yeah. downloaded on my computer. So when I log into my games on my Steam account, Skyrim still shows up. And I didn't know this is possible, but I can borrow that game. Really? I, there's a, when I come up to my account, instead of play, it says borrow and I hit, I can click borrow and it will send, I think, a message to my daughter's email or something like that. And she can approve loaning that game to me. That's freaking cool. Which Mm. makes sense. Like, why can't I, I paid for this just like I paid for a book. Yeah. Well, it's Why? the same thing with like digital movies. Like that's what pisses me off about digital movies. Like you know, both of us. Like it's kind of funny. I'm surprised that we're 57 minutes into this, and I'm we're just now bringing this movie up because we both loved this movie. 1917. God yes. bless. I love that movie. So good. Oh my God. I I'm kicking myself so much. We're having oh. not gone and seen that in the theater. I, even though I wanted to go see it in the theater, I just never got around to it. That would have like, been such an experience. It's like the only thing I can compare it to, and I was trying to explain to my wife and daughter, because after watching 1917, we watched Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Which are, they're both movies about impossible tasks, different wars, but there's, everybody has a mission. They got to go do something to save people's lives. Um, for yeah. one mission, it's saving thousands of people's lives. Their other mission is save one person's life. We know the story, yes. but seeing Saving Private Ryan on the big screen when it was released was such an impactful thing. I'm a, I'm oh, right with God, you. Yeah. I wish I could have seen 1917 because it's such a beautifully well thought out, perfectly made <sighs> movie. I was Tell in me shock, about it, man. No, no kidding. It's it's one of those that like I, I'm just dis- one thing is like I'm disappointed that I watched it so late at night because as soon as I finished. It- <sighs> It's only happened with me with a few movies, and two of them happened to be Matthew McConaughey movies. One of them was Interstellar, and the yeah. other one was Dallas Buyers Club. And then 
third one is is 1917 that as soon as I finished the movie, I wanted to rewatch it immediately yeah. right then and there. And I I couldn't because I'd watched it so late and I was just blown away. I was like, holy crap. Everything about that movie, the way it's shot to where it's like very long takes on each one of them to where it seems like each take is like five to 10 to maybe even 15 minutes long. That that opening's the opening scene. And I don't know if they did some of trickery. I'd like to, I'd like to know more about the making of the movie. Maybe there was a documentary out there or something making of on the DVD or something. I don't know. How they made that seem, it seems like a seamless one shot through the entire thing. It feels like that to me, though. Pretty much. There's only like two or three definite spots where it's like obvious. Well, they, they definitely could cut here because of something, something happening and, or in the dark and stuff like that. It's a little bit easier, but I don't see how it is. Just the quality and the story. And it definitely, yeah, go ahead. What's it? No, go ahead. No, I was just going to. I was just going to say the way that th- that movie is done to where it goes from from crazy suspense yes to absolute beauty to absolute horror on earth yes yes you know to where like to, the, the and best then, and then back to beauty at the yeah and then back to beauty like like it's it's almost like a formula set up in the in the movie like I'll bring up the part where he's running through the city there towards the end and it's yes. dark and he crosses a bridge and he jumps into the water and he's going down like basically like these rapids and hitting rocks and all like this type of stuff and then he just starts floating. Yeah. And then the the cherry blossom starts falling around yeah, him yeah. in the river and it's just so and it's peaceful. Just beautiful. And it's so beautiful. And then it's and then it you goes right to horror horror to where the bodies are gathered around this one side of the bank and he's got to climb over these waterlogged bloated bodies to get out of the wa- oh it's just a nightmare and then it goes back to beauty once again with the big sweeping views of the french countryside and stuff and then it takes you back to the suspense where he's in the trench now and he's now he's running and the entire time the camera is constantly moving and it's going and it Oh, it really makes you feel like you're a part of it, that you're the camera. You're an extra person within their group because the camera seems to either be trying to catch up with the actors yeah. or the actors seem to be trying to catch up with the camera. With the camera, yeah. And it just, oh, I love it. Oh, Such my a good movie. God. And I'm not going to, I'm definitely not going to spoil something, but it actually had a really, really shocking twist. And you know what I'm talking about. Um, I'll just, oh, yeah. I'll just say airplane. Um, Oh yeah, I was really shocked at how the story there was a twist, which was heartbreaking. Um, just a really it's a well done, and you know Sam Mendes kind of based it on stories his grandfather had told him, because uh, yeah. his grandfather yeah. was a guy that um, I don't think this is based literally on something he did, but he was one of those people that was sent out to do mess in messages like that, and his grandfather yeah. apparently was like a very small person and stature that made it easy like he was really good at hiding so so he he learned a lot of stories from him when he when he made that um yeah yeah that's a good movie just just the accuracies that they put in there to where you had these these big craters in the earth from these Mm -hmm. artillery shells and you'd see basically like half buried bodies within these craters and stuff Uh like that because just the dead everywhere 
there's there's so many unrecovered bodies still in those areas because that's what happened is they just were in these craters and they either a got sucked down into the mud or they were in these craters whenever something blew up and they were just buried forever they weren't ever able to recover these bodies and that's yeah. it's just it's horrible it's it's nightmare inducing but it's what they actually went through and then actually see that in the film that somebody actually took the time and paid attention and then put that in there it's just it's just amazing and in the story it all together and the way it's shot just i loved everything about it it's my favorite movie from 2019 and i didn't didn't even get to see it in the movie theater yeah i'm so disappointed in that absolutely and I, that's even i'm even saying that over star wars and i loved rise of skywalker yeah you know and it's just that for me to pick that movie over a star wars movie is is saying something but man that's that's it, it just blew me away <laughs> that's, that's one of the only ways. movies of like recent time i, I don't remember how, how many I, I i picked out a couple the other day when i was thinking about it one of the movies, and I and only it came to mind because I rewatched it. It was on TV the other day, and I caught part of it. It's like, wow, I kind of forgot how awesomely made and wonderful this The Revenant with DiCaprio. Oh yeah, and I'm like, wow, the the work they put into making this is just amazing. Some of the best like fight scenes, attack scenes of Native American yeah. attack, the warfare, the way they showed it as honestly and probably close to the way it really was. It was oh, just yeah. amazing, and the hardship I mean, of just traveling through the countryside instead of just like I'm going to get on my horse and run at full speed. No, 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 you're not going to do that anywhere. You're gonna, it's going to be a no, struggle yeah. anywhere you go. Um, yeah, just loved it, just of like that. Walking that horse. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The bear attack in that movie. You oh know, my it's, god! It's yeah, yeah. Good Dude, stuff. Like, oh yeah. Let me ask yeah, you another question. Have you watched uh, Peaky Blinders? I've that's one of those that I really like that show. I haven't seen it all. Okay, I've watched. I've it's one of those that I'll watch a few episodes of it here and there, and then go away go from out. it for whatever reason. How far have you like, gone through oh, yeah. it? I think I've gone through the first season. Okay, me we have been binging it for some reason out of nowhere. We just said, okay, let's watch. Let's watch Peaky Blinders because we'd heard about it. Yeah. But it's the same. The a real heavy backstory of it is World War One. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that is like, it's like, it's brought up all, constantly referenced in, because it's said in the 1920s, and it's constantly yep. referenced because it's always on everybody's mind. Everybody oh, yeah. that went and didn't go even, there, it's always on their mind. And the guys that, the main guy, his name's Tommy, Thomas Shelby. Um, yep. He was, uh, had one of the worst jobs is what they were tunnelers. Oh yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> later in the series it actually shows him in the tunnels and the horror that they went through. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Just the nightmare. We've yeah. talked about this a lot. The nightmare of the first world war. And, uh, oh, yeah. I've, I've got a kind of an internet. We're, we're on the, we just finished the fourth season and oh, it's wow. one of those shows. I like it, but I also, don't like it and like i don't like some of the stuff they do and where they take it like the third season kind of threw me off i almost dropped it on the third season because it brings in like russian expatriates that are like trying to overthrow the bolsheviks the white russians you know that wanted to go back and start have fight and you know support yeah. overthrow the way they depicted them was just like oh my god you gotta be kidding me <laughs> and i but the fourth season redeems it for me um 
And so, yeah, it's like, I, I, I cannot not watch it because I don't need to see where it's going. So it's good. Oh, yeah. It's like, I, yeah. where's it okay. going to go? Where's it going to go? What's going to happen pick, next? I'll pick it back up then because I, I, what I've seen of it, I've really enjoyed. And it's kind of like that with, uh, well, we'll say it's kind of like that. The one, one s- series I really, really dug that's kind of in the same time frame. It's more of prohibition was, uh, uh, Boardwalk Empire. So I've never watched that. That's really good, man. Do, you've, got, okay. you've got HBO HBO now, right? No, I canceled it after Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. I thought you still had HBO now. I was going to tell you that if you've got HBO now, you should definitely check it out, man. It's 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 a really good series, man. And besides, it's Steve Buscemi, so it's like, no. Well, it, he's it, awesome. He plays. Oh God, yeah, and he plays a badass in that show too. What was uh, he? But one of the characters, <clears throat> one of the characters was in. Uh, and that was in World War One as well, and he kind of has some things to deal with it, and all you know, deal with and all like that type of good stuff. But it's not as big as a as a part of the storyline as what Thomas Shelby is in in uh, uh, <clears throat> Peaky Blinders. But yeah, but yeah, kind of going back to what we were talking about, though. But that's one thing that really bothers me about digital media is that I can't just share a movie with you. Yeah. Like I, I watched that 1917 and God, I just wanted to send it, you know, give it to you and Steven and be like, you watch this now because you need to see this. And they, they should allow something like that, you know, because it's, it's kind of stupid that you can't, it's kind of like a limited time period to <clears throat> like pass it on to somebody and you can only do it so many times. Yeah, it's like well, a. Li- I won't even say do it so many times. Maybe so many times in like a month, but like it's it's technically you purchased that movie. You should be able to loan it out as many times as what you want. Yeah. Now maybe not only loan it out like maybe like twice a month or something like that or whatever, or twice a week or whatnot. But and then they could even do it like what they do, like Amazon does their movie rentals to where it's like you rent a movie on Amazon, you have it for forty eight hours to watch, and you can watch it as many times as you want to in that forty eight hours. <clears throat> but yeah, it's just, it's kind of annoying. I love the digital media form this way. I don't have stuff cluttering up my house and all like this type of good yeah. stuff. Cause I've already got a lot of stuff cluttering up my house, but it's also a pain in the butt at the same time. Yeah. There's a, there's a, yeah, there's a lot, there's a good and a bad, there's a pro and con there. And pro of the digital, anything is the space and lack of clutter. And it's easy to find, um, like, yeah. I don't know how many times I've wanted to go find a book in my library because I don't have it perfectly alphabetized and everything like that. I'll pull something down and then stick it somewhere else and forget where I put it. And I'll end up spending three days looking for it, <laughs> you know, and then I finally <laughs> find it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, speaking like of me, Steve Buscemi, I'll, 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 no, go ahead. Yeah. No, no go ahead. Uh, that's kind of like me. I'll do the same. Like, I'll be like, I don't have that figure and then I'll buy it. And then I'll get home and I'll, yeah, I've got that figure. I've got not one, but two of them. Now I've got a third one that I'm just going to turn around and sell or something like that. Yeah. 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 Steve Buscemi, it's funny you brought, mentioned him. Um, okay. We, we probably should wrap this up pretty soon, but, uh, yeah. Adam had brought up a while back, um, Jojo Rabbit, the movie. Oh, and yeah, I still we, need to see that. so we rented it and watched it last week. And it's a good, it's one of those uncomfortable movies because it's like, oh, okay, that where it's a comedy with Hitler and the, their yeah. Nazis. And, but it's, but it's not done in a way that you respect or like anything they do. 
It's like it's yeah. got Sam Rockwell in it, but st- but so we watched that and Taika. How do you say his name? Watiti. Yeah, Taika Watiti. He's amazing. He's in it. He made the movie. It's just so it's so good. Such yeah, a good movie. movie. Directed too. it too. Yeah, it's a wonderful movie. Yeah. And then the and he weird plays, he he actually plays Hitler in it. Doesn't yes, he? he does. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, wow, he's really good. Really, he's a good Hitler. <laughs> And I'm sorry, but you'd actually laugh at some of the, you, you end up laughing a little bit with Hitler. Cause it's, oh, yeah, it, it's yeah. like Hitler is an imaginary friend to this little boy, um, that yeah. really wants to be a good Nazi, but that's so, it's so weird to talk about. It's so weird to talk about this kid. He really wanted to be a good Nazi, but <laughs> oh God. Yeah. But it's, it's a worthwhile like movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. But okay. the reason to bring up Steve Asimi is, well, it's like, Netflix all of a sudden was promoting uh, The Death of Stalin, which is a comedy that came out a couple of years ago based on the historical aftermath of Stalin's death. And yeah, I heard I about uh, that. Yeah. You remember hearing about how well, they made a comedy about this? Well, Basimi plays Nikita Khrushchev. Oh, wow. And the movie is hilarious. <laughs> and I, and, but the thing is, it's hilarious and horrific because... The way they're portraying Khrushchev and Beria and all these other actual really bad people, they're making them look like a bunch of knuckleheads that don't know, you know, like they can't be trusted, but they're also like just, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's definitely worth checking out if you have Netflix just to see Steve Buscemi being the kid of Khrushchev. Um, the first 10 minutes should suck you in pretty good. And then there's some places that it drags. Um, you know, the guy, the father in Arrested Development. Yes. He's yes. in it. Okay. And he's a, he's a, he can't help but be funny, you know? Oh, God, yeah. And so, yeah, yeah Steve was seeing he's, he's in a lot of, uh, Wes, uh, Wes Anderson movies. Wes too, Anderson, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I recommend those two things there. And because they're, awesome. they're, they're lighthearted takes on things that were very serious, but they, there's something about the way they did it is they don't lose the impact of the severity and that, I mean, is it funny? Yes, but it doesn't make light of the bad things that happened. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like totally the seriousness of the circ- the topic is not lost in the humor. Uh, it's it's interesting. Um, so yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I've been doing when I've been uh, quarantined and working and yeah. sick at home. A lot of that. You have. I- I've gone through so many movies, but we'll have to touch base on that on a on a on a, on a different episode. Uh, one of them was Rainbow. I watched that last night, and the Rainbow is is about the Rainbow, the actual bar slash grill in L.A. on the Sunset Strip that's famously known for all the rock stars and stuff like that that used to hang out there back in the day. Oh, really? But I got yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Okay. Like Lemmy, uh, Lemmy was a figurehead there. Like he was there like almost every day. Ozzy used to be there like every day. Isn't that a bar uh, that he like, Lemmy just lived like on the street or near it to where he just like, he could just show up. Oh yeah. Cause I saw yeah. a documentary yeah. about Lemmy once and he, like his apartment, he had this really, this little apartment and he just, you know, it's just filled with, he'd lived there for decades, this little apartment. He'd live with decades and then he'd go down and play like some video game at this bar. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was, that was the rainbow that he used to go to. And they've got a, they've got a statue of, of Lemmy there at the rainbow and the, the, the actual 
guy who started the rainbow and who owned the rainbow and it's still in the family i think it's his grandson that runs it now uh you know he his the the i'm sorry yeah i think it's his grandson that runs it now but the the original owner of it that bought the place and like 1940s or 1950s or something like that like he you know he he was known for taking care of like all these people who became famous rock stars and he would give them to like a bowl of chicken soup and a loaf of bread (laughs) wow how a lot of them actually like survived just survived but it's it's a very neat documentary called the rainbow um ah but you know I, I don't know how to transition into the ending, so I'll just go ahead and transition into the ending. Say, go by www.nerdylegion.com slash audible. Sign up for audible. You can get the Dresden files. You can get, uh, Leviathan Lakes to yeah. start your way on. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of the expanse, uh, newest season just came out on Amazon. Oh, also. yeah. And it's good. Oh, I'd see. I, I've got to get. I got so much crap I gotta watch. I need to I need to jump back on the Expanse because I was watching that and then I got sidetracked on it and stuff. And I'm watching the the Nick right now, you know, and all like this type of good stuff. And I've just been watching a ton of movies. Uh, <clears throat> but go by www.nerdylegionaudible.com. Sign up, sign up for one free month, one free book. You don't have to keep the subscription, but you get to keep the book. And as we always say, you're gonna love it so much that you're gonna keep the subscription. And you'll be like me and be like an 11 year subscription, subscriptionist subscriber. There we go. That's the word subscriber to audible and have an insanely massive digital audio book library. Uh, at the same time you can go by, you can email us at gmail.com or two BT show at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> Good grief. That's the number two BT show at gmail.com. Or you can, Follow us on Twitter. That's the number 2BT show. That's 2BT show on Twitter. Uh, did I forget anything? That's about it. Be kind. Oh, hey, while you're us. at it, rate us, write a review. Just remember, be kind. We like five stars. Please. Uh, with that being said, I'm David. I'm Michael. 2BT. Signing off. Adios. Vio con Diaz. Wash your hands. <laughs> Wash your hands. Wash your hands, please. Like, my hands are just destroyed. I've been washing them so much. Uh, Vaya con Diaz. Y'all take care and good health to everybody. God bless you all. Uh, Thank you for listening. Adios. Vaya con Diaz. Alright, that's about... Bye. Bye. That was my transformer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't terrible. That was pathetic. Boom. Nerdy Legion. NerdyLegion.com.